Welcome to What the Bump, a birth story podcast. My name is Jen. I am a former labor and delivery nurse who stepped away from bedside nursing after having two babies of my own to become a full-time birth doula. This podcast is where you come to hear birth stories of all different kinds. I believe every birth story is unique. Every birth story deserves to be told and deserves to be heard. So this is a platform where we do just that. Anybody and everybody is welcome to come on the podcast to share their birth story. Even if you think your birth was boring or not very interesting, there's always something that somebody else can learn from it. So through this, I hope that we learn and we grow together. Welcome back to another episode of What the Bump. Today we have Shelby coming on the podcast to share her birth story. So thanks for being here. Yes, I'm excited. (laughs) Awesome. I'm excited too. Um, Starting off, tell me a little bit about yourself. Um, Okay. I am 28. I was 27 last year when I gave birth. My son, he's right here. He's Mm -hmm. um, almost 11 months old. I guess he'll be 11 months about next week on the 27th. Um, So yeah, we're getting close to a year. I'm a full-time photographer. I was a teacher before that. So um, I kind of transitioned into doing a full-time business at the same time I gave birth. So that's been kind of crazy, but yeah. And my husband and I have been married. This will be in July. will be four years. So. Okay. Awesome. What kind of photography do you do? Um, I do weddings and seniors, like graduations, okay. like portraits mostly, but some family stuff too, just kind of whatever, but okay. awesome. Yeah. That's so fun. Um, okay. Well, so your baby is 11 months. Um, it's crazy how quickly my son's going to be nine months this month. And I swear, I feel like I gave birth to him like three months ago. It's wild. <laughs> it's gone really fast. <laughs> um, so kind of take us back then about a year ago and tell us about, you know, getting pregnant and finding out you're pregnant. Yeah. So it was kind of crazy. I, um, so I was a teacher, like I said, I had taught for school for five years and I quit, um, May, 2022 is when I left. And, um, I'll try and be quick, but there's like some backstory. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So I was getting a master's degree in dyslexia therapy and running this photography business on the side. So it was kind of like, it's kind of like I was doing three jobs at the same time. It was kind of insane. So that's mainly why I quit teaching um, was to finish up my master's. I had to get a lot of like hours working with students. um, And so I was going to do like half working with students, half doing photography. It was all I had to say. I think that kind of made us start thinking about wanting to have kids because beforehand I was just like so busy. Like we, I couldn't even think about it until I got done with this master's. So um, we started talking about it. It was kind of hard though at the same time, because now that I was working for myself, it's like, I'm not going to get paid maternity leave. I'm not going to get like all the same insurance stuff. So I wanted to plan it out like very specifically. Like I was trying to plan it where we would have the baby um, in like July or August, because that's like my slow season where I've, I wouldn't really be working anyway. So like, okay, we gotta be specific. Um, but because we were like, just talking about it, I realized like, I'm going to have to get off of birth control. Um, and I was like, man, that's going to be a big transition. Like I, I had used it for just, I guess a couple, maybe three years at that point, And it had really cleared up my skin. I'm I'm one of the weird people who's actually liked being on birth control. I feel wow. Like okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Most I'm, of the time birth control is like, you know, wreaks havoc on your body in every way. Yeah. You hear like all these horrible things. I have had like a pretty positive experience and I actually had it like clear up all my acne. And so I was really nervous about getting off of it. Cause I was like, I don't want to have acne again. And I just was afraid that because I had a good experience with it, like getting off of it would be a bad transition. Mm-hmm. 
So I did a lot of research on like how to come off of it well. Um, and the research like made me not want to be on birth control at all. I was like, oh, I, I should get off of this. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what I was going to like lead into is like, uh, you know, how do I like kindly say like, yeah, that stuff's poison. <laughs> Yeah. But you probably found out when you went down that rabbit hole, like, oh crap. I know. Like I did a lot of research and I was like, oh, I mean, like I I like it for me, but it just, reading this makes me want to get off of it. Yeah. Like not good for your body deep down. Yeah. And I think also like, I read a lot of stuff about like, if you're trying to get pregnant, you need to give yourself time being off of it. Right. Because you know, you're not ovulating. You have to let your body readjust. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to go ahead. This was summer. Um, I was like, I'm going to go ahead and get off of it now so that we can start trying in the fall. Mm -hmm. Um, but I got pregnant like the week after I got off of it. Like, okay. Wow. So, um, just really quick also for anybody who like, you want to know more about birth control. There is, I think it's a book it's called like beyond the pill. I don't know if you ever stumbled across that. Um, but it's really good. There's so many resources out there on birth control and just like how it can impact, you know, your, your natural hormones and, and just women's health in general. Um, and then, so going forward back to what you were saying, did you even have a cycle when you came off or like, no, it wow. was so weird. I was not, this is the thing is that I, I was excited about getting off of it. Cause I was like, Oh, I'm going to get to like, my body's going to have a cycle. Like I, I didn't have cycles when I was on it. And I mean, I know that they're not real cycles anyway, but I didn't have them at all. So I was like, I'm kind of excited for my body to just do its natural thing and have that experience. And so I kept waiting for my first period. And, um, that's actually how I found out I was pregnant was because I had a long time. I'm sure. <laughs> well, I, I just started having cramps and like, and some like period symptoms, you know, and I was like, oh, I'm, I'm sure it's about to happen. Like, you know, I'm excited. But then a part of me was like, maybe I should buy a birth control test like, or not a birth control test. A <laughs> pregnancy test. <laughs> yeah. Your period symptoms were pregnancy symptoms. <laughs> my, my period symptoms were pregnancy symptoms. So yeah, I bought it. And like, it was just really funny. I kind of, I wasn't worried about it. I was like, there's no way I'm pregnant already. Yeah. Um. So, but I just bought it to, because I was like, it's a possibility. I should probably have them around just so I know, like, just in case. So I bought it like just kind of on a whim one day at the grocery store. Like we had a normal day. I didn't even take it. Like it wasn't like, oh, I have to take it right now. Right. I waited till the night, like the evening, which is, you don't even take it in the evening, but I, I did it in the evening and it was instantly like you're pregnant. And I was like, no, this, this can't be real. Oh, like, my it just like, it was so surprising to me because I hadn't had a period or anything. So anyways, I literally just like picked it up and walked into the kitchen my husband said something to me. I don't even remember what he said. And I just like put it on the counter <laughs> and he was like, you're pregnant. And I was like, I guess <laughs> And I was just, it was exciting, but it was so shocking to me. <laughs> like, and it kind of threw off, like, you know, like I said, I had tried to be really strategic. Like we need to have this baby in the summer and that wasn't going to happen. Yeah, anymore. <laughs> totally. So I ended up like the due date was, um, for March 29th, I think was this due date which was like the worst time it could be for me because it was, I had weddings already booked. um, And I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. So it was, it was very stressful, but also it was very exciting. So yes. Oh my gosh. (laughs) That is, that's a crazy, crazy story. Um, Okay. So you get that positive. Do you know like how far along were you when you got the positive realized? I was actually really early. Okay. Got it really early. I mean, I, I think, I think really the reason I, I kind of forgot about this, but I went to Dallas right before to visit a friend right before I took the test and we were just, we had like some margaritas over the weekend. And we, I think we had kind of talked about like, Oh, it's possible that I could be getting pregnant. Cause I wasn't on birth control. 
and and that's why I took it I was like I don't need to be drinking a margarita if I'm having to be pregnant so I I think that kind of made me want to grab the test a little faster so I was probably like four weeks at that time okay so you caught it early it was it was pretty early yeah which is good yeah 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 (laughs) um okay so then how was you know your pregnancy um first trimester all the way through any like you know highs lows um I my pregnancy was fine I I didn't have any like health problems really I mean the first trimester I was tired like you'd expect um but I didn't have any like physical like I never threw up I never got I had a lot of food aversions um like I I don't know I I eat a lot of protein normally and like I it was so hard to eat protein yeah meat is like so gross while you're pregnant and even eggs like I Mm. eat tons of eggs that was like my breakfast every morning was I would eat eggs and turkey like all this stuff and the thought of it made me want to like vomit Mm -hmm. (laughs) um but I never actually threw up carbs carbs is like all you want (laughs) yeah every I the only thing I could eat was a bagel I don't think for nine months I just ate like bagels all the time so that was that was interesting but I was I was lucky to never actually be like very sick um but I was tired all the time and I don't know. I, um, I I mean, I just didn't love it at the same time. Like, even though it wasn't, it was hard on my mental health, I think more than anything. Um, which, which I didn't expect. I don't know. I, I had this thing, like trying to think of how to describe it, but kind of throughout my pregnancy, I would just have these moments where my mood would just like drop. Like I would just get this feeling of like dread, just like this hopeless dread feeling come over me. And it, it would go away like after a few minutes, but like that would just hit me like every day. Wow. Um, and it was, that's actually like a symptom I would have whenever I had periods before I was on birth control. Hmm. So I hadn't dealt with it in a while. And then when I was pregnant, that happened a lot. It was just really weird. Um, so that was hard. Yeah. But did you ever like, um, you know, cause there people can have like perinatal depression, you know, you hear a lot about postpartum yeah, I, depression. I've heard about that. And anxiety, I, you can have like perinatal. I, I just, did yeah. you ever like bring this up to your OB or? I, I didn't for okay. whatever reason. I did look into perinatal depression, but I, I don't, it wasn't, it's just like a strange thing to describe. It kind of goes. It was like my, quick. Yeah, it was quick. It, it kind of goes into my postpartum experience as well, but it wasn't, it wasn't like all the time, but it was right. so hard to deal with. Like every day, like knowing I was just going to get hit with that. <laughs> like out of nowhere sometimes feeling I don't even know if that makes sense but no it, it does so it, it kind <laughs> of is reminding me and and this is like semi-unrelated but um oh my gosh I should know the name of this off the top of my head but there is um a thing where some women when they breastfeed they okay. get this oh so okay it's the same um, feeling because they, yes, they get this like impending doom while they breastfeed and then when they're like yeah. done nursing do you know the name of it uh let me see I, I think it was called um something I oh got I can't remember the name of it anymore I did because I looked it up because I had this I had it <laughs> okay hold on I'm looking um, I'm like googling it as we speak yes. right now. oh d- uh yeah demer so uh it's dysphoric milk ejection reflex yes, so it's a condition it. that affects people mm-hmm. who breastfeed or pump it causes um mm-hmm. sudden and intense negative emotions as your milk lets down it's quick usually lasts a minute or two and then passes and then it goes away yes so that is what that happened to me when I breastfed which I was going to get to and I talked about yes. stuff, but it also happened to me throughout my pregnancy mm. And it is something that happened to me in the past whenever I would like be about to start my period. So just like a weird thing that I have dealt with in yeah. my life, but I, I hadn't in a while, like being on birth control. Cause I just, again, I had like, I enjoy being on birth control <laughs> and I know 
weird, but I I didn't deal with that when I was on it. So being off of it and being pregnant, it was just really strange. Okay. Um, so that was like the main thing, of, but like physically I was, I really had a pretty healthy pregnancy. Okay. Um, I worked out throughout the best that I could. I, w- I will say it was kind of, I, once I got to the second trimester, I, I had to start like a full-time sub job doing dyslexia therapy. Mm-hmm. So that was hard on me. It was just, I had a lot of stress, I think, throughout like working full-time, trying yeah. to run a business, trying to wrap up my master's and being pregnant. It was just like very stressful. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, I was, I was thankful to be pregnant and thankful for a healthy pregnancy, but like the stress from work, the stress from like my mood. <laughs> Like, yeah, made it a little more difficult, but yeah, a yeah. lot, a lot going on at once, a lot trying to juggle while like trying to enjoy your pregnancy. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I totally get that. And then you know, leading up to kind of the end of your pregnancy into birth, what were you kind of hoping for for your birth? Like, did you go into it with a birth plan, things that you wanted, or were you kind of like, hey, we're just gonna see how this goes? Yeah. Um, I actually think this is kind of funny, but I think my third trimester was like my favorite part of the pregnancy because that was the point, like going into January, I finally finished my master's degree and I was like, I was just doing full-time photography, but it was a slow season. So I was just able to finally like enjoy it. Like I'm pregnant. Like this is, and, and like, this is exciting. Like I was able to put together the nursery, had my like baby showers and all that kind of thing. So I, I liked that. I was uncomfortable and I was huge at that point, but, yes. uh, but I, I enjoyed it for like that season. Um, and that, in that season, I think I realized like, oh, I'm like, I'm going to, going to give birth. And that's when I started listening to your podcast. And I, I love listening to your podcast. I tell people all the time now when they're pregnant, I'm like, you gotta go listen to, oh, um, you're so sweet. Or, or just, yeah. Cause I, I would sit here cause I work from home mostly, I just sit at my desk and I'll just play and I'll just like listen to like birth story after birth story. <laughs> and that's how I prepared. Um, and it was so fun to me because I loved hearing the different stories, but I also learned. I, I don't think I would have known anything if I had just, if I hadn't listened to it, honestly. Uh, <laughs> that that makes me so happy because I yeah. do think it's like the best way to educate yourself. I sound like a broken really record. Is. I said this a million times on the podcast, but you can learn so much just like listening to other women's tell their mm-hmm. story. I learned so much. Um, and so I felt like, I was like, I don't know. I just listened to everything that I could. And mm-hmm. I don't know that I really had a real plan. Um, but I, again, I think I had some stress like surrounding the birth because, because of work. And like, right. I hate that. That was a thing, but it was just really hard to figure out because, you know, I, I photograph people's wedding days. And so I was like, I, what do I tell them? <laughs> right. Like I had a backup photographer, which like I knew it was taken care of, but at the same time I was like, Am you want to be there, of course. Yeah, I want to be there. It's my job. And like, I made a commitment to them. And, it, you know, it just was really stressful to me. And my business was so new that I was like, I don't really want to just tap out like right. at the start of something. And this is how like I make money. I don't, it was just very stressful to me. It might sound kind of silly, but I was like, I just don't know how to navigate. Like, I this think situation. pregnancy and giving birth is a very valid, you know, excuse. <laughs> um, so I think that, you know, that's kind of a free, a free pass for you. Um, but, <laughs> but I do get what you mean, you know, having my own business and kind of, you know, mm-hmm. similar thing, like being a doula, like there's nothing worse than something coming up when you have a client who like is, you know, relying on you and who wants you yeah. and who you've bonded with. Um, I totally get that feeling. Yeah. So I think, I think that caused a lot of stress surrounding like the date and, um, but that being said, like, I didn't want to be induced 
but I think I just said, yeah, I'll be induced because I just did not feel like I could possibly go past March. Like his due date was March 29th. And I was like, I was like, I can't like wait till April because I'm supposed to be at people's weddings and sorry, I'm supposed to be at people's weddings in April and May. And like, I have to have time to recover and blah, blah, blah. And so I was like, I just felt like I didn't have a choice, but to like be induced. And so we set, eventually they set a date, I think for the 31st. For okay. me so just a few days past your due date. Yes. Um, and I, I was upset, like leading up to that, I was kind of upset because I, I wanted to have him sooner. I just felt a lot of stress surrounding the date. Like I said, I, it might sound silly now, but it, it was just really worrying me. Like, I just wanted to know when is he coming? Cause like my whole life, <laughs> it was like your whole life changes. And I had a lot of things to try and figure out. And, um, anyway, so I was, I was honestly hoping he would come early cause I didn't want to be induced. I right. wanted like natural birth. So I was just hoping something would happen early. Um, but every appointment I would go to, like, they told me I was starting to be dilated. I, I can't remember when, but it was kind of early. Like I was one centimeter dilated and I was like, oh, great. Like I'm getting started. Like he's going to come early. But then every appointment after that, it was like, nothing would have changed. And like, you know, it wasn't going to happen. So I was just like this, I hate this. (laughs) Um, But then, I I mean, I guess I can go straight into the birth story. I don't know if there's anything else. Yeah, no. um, Tell us kind (laughs) of, well, first off, so you said they set the induction date for the 31st of March. Yeah, I think so. Okay. And maternity leave I mean you're you you obviously didn't take maternity leave because then you're like you know I wanted to be induced then so I could go to a wedding in April I know it's insane I I (laughs) it's insane but I I had a wedding on April 15th and I knew I probably couldn't do it but I was like maybe I could come for part of it but you're so at the, listen, I'm, I get it. Your heart is in the right place. You are so sweet. But girl, I would have been like, you are sitting on your butt. I am locking you in your house. You are two weeks postpartum. That's what that's what should have happened. But yeah. I, I should have just let it. In hindsight, I'm like, I should have just let it all go. I should have given the weddings away completely. Yes, because that stress that like, and, and you don't know, you know, I think until you go through that postpartum and like you have yeah. a baby and you're like, wow, this is like a lot on my body physically and mentally and emotionally. And like, yeah. it's a huge transition. Yeah. So I think, you know, I was a similar with my first like I kind of was like ready yeah. to you know I wanted to like kind of like bounce back as some people say and then after yeah. I went through it the second time I'm like I am sitting on my butt for 12 weeks oh I'm God. not doing anything yes. well that's I keep talking and I'm like I know that anyone who's listening to this who's had a baby is like you sound so silly like, no you <laughs> don't like, but at, at the time it was like like my, my business is like a big deal to me yes. it was here to be full-time. It was my first, like, you know, it's, we're, we're reliant on my income. Yeah. We're not, you know, like a two income household. So we were reliant on it being successful. And so I, and I wasn't expecting the pregnancy to happen when it did. So it was just a lot to navigate. And totally. I just kind of wanted to have, I think I, the problem was control. Like I wanted yeah. to have control, but I couldn't. Yeah. So like, obviously you can't when it comes to birth. So I was just like, having a hard time, like what's going to happen and how am I going to figure this all out? But um, it is, it's a lot to juggle. Um, Okay. So go ahead and dive in then to like going into labor um, and how your birth kind of unfolded. So, um, so yeah, like I said, I didn't want to be induced and I kind of had just given up though. (laughs) Like it was, it was the last week of March and I was like, I'm just going to have to go into the induction. It is what it is. Um, But that the Sunday, I think I was supposed to be induced on Thursday and that Sunday before um, I went to church and <clears throat> I just remember having a conversation with multiple people, like, cause, cause I was going to have the baby that week either way. <laughs> um, 
And, but one person in particular that she was like, I'm going to pray that you don't have to be induced. Like, I'm going to pray for natural labor. And I was like, please do. Cause I, like, I don't want, like, I want a natural labor. <laughs> um, so anyways, we left and just was like a normal day that Sunday. I actually, this was funny to me. I, I was working, um, but I like paused my work day. Cause I was like, I need to get one last picture of my like bump. Like that just became so important to me. Like, I just felt like I've got to get this. <laughs> Um, so I like made my husband like take this picture of me, like in his, in the nursery, like the last picture, like I paused my whole day for it. Um, and then that night, like we went to sleep, um, and I woke up and like was having contractions and anyways, props to you for your podcast. Cause I would not have known they were contractions. <laughs> it just felt like period cramps. Um, and I had had them, be- I'd had that before. Like I'd had, I started having contractions at that point but they just would always stop or, you know, it would just be like for a short period of time. So when I was having them that night, I was like, this isn't real. I mean, like, this is going to go away. Um, like they are, their contractions. I know they are, but like, there's no way this is actually labor. And like, I also knew there's no way I'm going to the hospital just because I'm having mild contractions. Like, <laughs> but they didn't, they didn't stop. So eventually I was like, okay, I should probably time these, I guess. So I pulled out like my timer on my phone and they were pretty close together. I want to say like maybe seven-ish minutes apart. I don't know. Something like that. Okay. Um, and after like timing them for about 20 minutes, the app was like, hey, you might need to pack your bag for the hospital. And I was like, no, I, no, I don't. <laughs> There's no way I'm going to pack my bag for the hospital right now. It's like three in the morning. Um, but because like they wouldn't stop, I was like, I don't want to have my phone out in the bed. Like, I don't want to wake my husband up. Like, I probably should just go to the living room and keep timing them from the living room. Cause I'm not going to sleep at this point. Um, so I walked out to our living room and like, as soon as I stepped like in the living room, my water broke. And again, your podcast <laughs> and all the stories I listened to, I probably don't know that I would have known it was my water breaking. Cause it wasn't like the huge gush. It was like just a little bit. I knew it. I didn't pee. Like I've heard a lot yeah. of people say like they think they just peed. And I was like, I know that's not it. Like I know right. what just happened. My water broke, even though it was not dramatic. So I went back into our room and I like reached across the bed, and, like push my husband. I'm like, Hey, get up. <laughs> I'm having contractions. My water broke. We got to go. At um, this point so- where you're like contractions, like uncomfortable, like you were like breathing through them and really struggling or were they still like no. pretty mild? They were mild, but I knew (laughs) I had gained all this pregnancy knowledge from the hours of podcasts. I was like, now that my water broke, I bet they're about to get bad. Like I knew it in my head, but because they had been totally, that's why I didn't think it was a big deal. They had been totally fine. Yeah. It was just like little period cramps up to that point. Um, So I pushed him and then I just, it was just really funny. Honestly, I went to the bathroom and I was like, what do I do right now? Like, like my water just broke. Like, what am I supposed to wear? Like, what? I don't, I don't know. Like it's, I knew it was going to keep breaking. Like I knew that's right. how it worked. But I was like, I don't, I was like, do I put on like the adult diaper that I bought for the <laughs> Like I, is it? Yeah. <laughs> well, the answer was yes, but I didn't know. I was like, is that overdramatic? Like, I don't know what's going to happen. And while I was like sitting there debating it, like that's when the dramatic gush happened. Like, okay. Water really broke <laughs> in my bathroom. Which I mean, it was the perfect place for it to break, like on the tile. Yeah. <laughs> but it was just like, it was so weird. It was the weirdest feeling. I don't, I don't know. It's so odd. <laughs> it was just so, so crazy. I was not expecting for my water to break or to ha- have that experience. So I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. It just was like the weirdest feeling ever. So I started like screaming, but not like in pain. I was just like, ah, 
yeah like it like scares you almost yeah it's just like wild so then I was like okay I'm in my bathroom I guess I'll get in the shower and just it just kept breaking I mean it's so it was dramatic (laughs) so I was like okay it's definitely not over dramatic for me to wear this like adult diaper thing like this is appropriate like (laughs) because it was kind of insane um so then I got dressed and we got in the car my husband took care of everything like he was kind of freaking out I think but he had all the bags packed and um that's in the car my contractions were bad but it was not it was really weird like to be honest it just felt like it felt like I was about to poop my pants like the whole way to the hospital and that kind of made me freak out because I was like that's what people say when they're about to have a baby right like that shouldn't be happening (laughs) but that's how it felt and I was like I know logically there's no way I'm like about to have this baby but why do I feel like I mean like I was like clenching that's how I that could describe it like I just felt like I was about to poop my pants the Mm -hmm. whole car ride and I was like so tense like what's happening um we finally made it to the emergency room and they got me back there I was and I was so anxious and I was just like in so much pain and I don't know I I was so like I guess scared that they were going to tell me I was way more dilated than I thought that I was like, cause I just wasn't ready yet to have the baby. Like, yeah, I didn't want to like get there and immediately have him. Like I was like, I need a minute. <laughs> Did you go to labor and delivery or the ER? We went to the ER cause because it was like 4am. Um, oh. so that's what they told us to do. Okay. Was to go to the ER. If something but like that. Did when they checked you, was it in the ER or labor and delivery? They checked me in the ER. An ER doctor checked you? I I don't know. But Girl, I, just, I used to be an ER nurse. Let me tell you what. They have no business checking your cervix. They do not. Look, I don't know. She might have been a labor and delivery they, I, I want to hope it was like an OB they called down. I think it was like a labor and delivery nurse. Okay, that came down. down. Okay. But I was let's, go, like, let's go with that. <laughs> I, I actually do think that because she followed us to labor and delivery. Okay, perfect. So, yeah. So, I think, yeah. I didn't think about that being weird, but... I I did like in the end like I I hated that we had to go to the ER because it ended up costing so much more money but I didn't I we didn't know that was going to happen I mean I know like so how it works in our area is like labor and delivery it like you go there like you don't ever go to the ER unless like you're you know postpartum and they need to like rule out anything else before taking you to labor and delivery but like women in labor just go right to labor and delivery for everything Um, Unless they like came by an ambulance for some reason, but some smaller hospitals, maybe they like pass you through the ER. I don't know. Or maybe we just didn't understand. Yeah, maybe. I felt, I hate that they like charged you for that though. They should have just like passed, you know, checked you there and then gone right up. Not even like. It was annoying because we were both, I think I'm right on it. Cause my husband thought the same thing. Like what they had told us was like, if it's before 6am, go to the emergency room and like call them before to explain. Right. And we'll get you ready, but like go through emergency first. Is if that's what we were on an impression. Yeah. No, no, I think some hospitals do do that. Like they have you pass through the ER because the labor and delivery entrance maybe is closed during yeah, the night. I think that's what it was. But they shouldn't it, have like checked you in and charged you for that. I know. It, that was the most annoying part was when I got the bill. I was like, well, look at that. It's like way more money because, but there's nothing we could do about it. I mean, like, I was going to say, you should, this is totally no, like, like a side note. You should try to fight that though. <laughs> I mean, that's good to know for the future, but because, I mean, it was a situation that was like, there's no way I was going to be sitting at home after my water broke and I was in all this pain. Like, we yeah. were going to the hospital. Um, um, okay. So they check you yeah. when you get there and? They checked me when I got there. And 
I, I decided that like, I hated, I'm one of the people who hated being checked, mm-hmm. hated it, but, and I was already in pain. So I, but, and I was only two centimeters. Okay. Um, and that made me feel better. I was like, good. And she was like, you're in labor for sure. And I was like, I, I know I'm in labor. Thank you for telling me. <laughs> I was like, I'm glad I'm two centimeters. Cause I got, I got some time <laughs> to kind of get, get ready. Yeah. Um, and so they got me into labor and delivery and they gave me, um, they gave me state all, I think that's what it's called. Yep. That the was IV great. like narcotic pain medicine that they can give you. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. That was great for me. I'm so <laughs> glad that to me because not just because of the pain, but because I was so anxious, mm. had so much anxiety. And I finally, like when they gave me that, I was like, okay, I feel so chill right now. Like <laughs> I'm just hanging out. We're going to have a baby. Like, all right. Um, and I knew like, I wanted the epidural. I was really nervous about getting an epidural, but I think like after I had the state all in me, I was like, yeah, like, let's get the, it was just, that was a really chill process. I I don't know. I was really scared about like the needle and that being like a big deal, but it was so chill getting the epidural. And after that, I was just, I was just chilling. I was just hanging out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I felt great. (laughs) Yeah. What time, like, was it when you got the epidural roughly? Oh gosh. I don't, I don't know. Um, the time of that day all feels so strange. Probably like early morning though. It it was the morning. Um, maybe, maybe eight or nine. Sure. Let's go with it. I know what you mean. It's like, you're in a time warp. It really was like a time warp. I don't know. Um, but it was, I mean, it was pretty early that they got it, it felt like forever, like getting there. Cause like when it started, like I said, I was in a lot of pain and it was so dramatic and I was so anxious, but once they gave me like the pain medicine and from there, it all just kind of flowed. I'm mm-hmm. sure it was still the morning when I got the epidural, but I don't remember exactly when. Yeah. After that, like, sorry, he's starting to cry. No, I- you're, you can grab him. You need to. I'm going to grab him. Yes, you're good. He's been so quiet and content back there. <laughs> he is really a very content baby. Yeah. Hey, buddy. Um, <laughs> anyways, I think like after, like as after I got the epidural, I was just hanging out and just having a, having a good time. Yeah. <laughs> but then like, I think I, they kept checking me and that was great too. Cause I couldn't even yeah. feel it at that point. Like I said, I hated being checked. So when they were checking me with the epidural, it was yeah. just kind of like nice. Cause I was like, oh great. Like I'm this many centimeters or whatever. And I think I got to 10 centimeters around like one o'clock-ish, maybe one In the day. afternoon. In the afternoon. Okay. That's amazing. Yeah. It felt so fast. Um, Like I, it just felt, I, they gave me a little bit of Pitocin. I, I kind of forgot about okay. that. It wasn't like a huge thing, just like a little bit to speed it along. And then it was just kind of like, before I knew it, they're like, you're 10 centimeters. And I was like, oh my gosh, like <laughs> it, it was, it was actually been hours. I mean, I'd been at the hospital since like five in the morning, but it felt right. like it had been five minutes. Um, I guess maybe because it was once they gave me the medicine, it was so chill. Um, so I had like everyone, like it, I just wanted my husband in there. And I guess I, I got really nervous when they told me I was 10 centimeters too. Like I was just so scared because you don't know what's going to happen. Like I was just, I didn't know how it was going to feel. I didn't know any, really anything. And it was just scary. Like this is really happening. Um, so I started trying to push, but it's like, you don't really know. I don't, yes. I don't know how to push. I was like, take uh. some time to get that down, especially with an <laughs> epidural. Yeah. Um, and I knew that would be the case, but I, I started trying and his heart rate went up. And so oh, I, I didn't mention this either as part of the whole story, but, um, my doctor, she was actually pregnant. 
And I didn't know it. She, whenever I was like 32 weeks, that's when she told us. And she was like, yeah, I'm 36 weeks or something. And you can even tell Hmm. all this to say my doctor, I loved my doctor, but there was no chance she was going to be there. Right. Because she was having a meeting. Um, and so we just had like the on-call doctor, of course, and she just was kind of rude. Like she came in and met us for like five seconds and we were like, she was just like, Hey, I'm your doctor. And like left. And we were like, okay. (laughs) Um, so that was not a great situation, but anyways, I started trying to push his, his heart rate went up. So they asked me to stop. Um, and the doctor came in and she was like, Oh, whatever. I mean, we'll try again, but if we need to C-section, whatever, like no big deal. And I was like, well, that's kind of a big deal to me. I don't want to have a C-section. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, no, I mean, it's a C-section's fine, but like, that's just not what I went in expecting to yeah. do. And I, no one had talked to me about it or anything. So I was like, I really don't want to have. Are you done? <laughs> I just like, I really don't want to have a major surgery. I just yeah. have, like, it's a vaginal birth. Um, so anyways, I asked, our nurse was really wonderful. And I was like, do you think I'm going to have to have a C-section? And she was like, no, I think we're just going to try again and see how it goes. Like, we just need to just keep trying. So I started trying again and his heart rate went down. Like it, it was fine. Okay. Um, but I just wasn't making like progress really for mm-hmm. a really long time. Um, and I mean, they, they did a lot of things. They moved me around yep. like side and it just was like a super exhausting. I don't think I expected it to be so exhausting. Yeah. It's a lot of work. It was so much work. The tight fit. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, it was really like so intense. And I think like maybe after a couple hours of pushing, he got it like flipped somehow. So they had to bring, they brought another nurse in who like put me on all fours and she was like repositioning him and yeah sir no you're fine (laughs) he's like I want to tell about my birth story actually (laughs) (laughs) um but anyways they came in and they like flipped him over but at that point my epidural was also like wearing off and I mean it's not a totally bad thing it wasn't like I was in a ton of pain but I think what was going on for me was I was just so worn out exhausted Mm -hmm. like I could barely make myself push because I was using all this energy to push and then in between pushing, I was in pain because the epidural was wearing off. So it was just like, my body was just like, so exhausted. Um, and I think finally someone asked, like, do you want more epidural? And I yeah, was like, so I was going to say, did anybody at any point, like call anesthesia <laughs> to redose your epidural? Yes. Yeah, someone asked and I was like, I can do that. I was like, yes, please. Like, let's yeah. do Because like, I, again, it wasn't horrible, but I was just, I was feeling every contraction and I was just worn out. And so they, they brought anesthesia whatever they brought the person in yep yeah <laughs> and they got more epidural and that that really helped me personally and you're just for anybody listening your epidural continuously infuses so it's not um it's not that Shelby like her epidural like wore off like ran out by any means sometimes just as you progress even though it's continually infusing at the same rate that it has been you know throughout your labor sometimes once you get towards the end there it's just so intense and it's so much sensation that sometimes some women you know need anesthesia to give them even a a, kind of like top off we'll call it or redose just a little bit more extra medicine to get you through that last like intense part yeah that's definitely that was definitely what was for me and like I I honestly kind of I don't know like before I gave birth. I wasn't even sure about the epidural. A part of me wanted to do like try natural, but for me, I think it really helped me for what I was saying, because I was just so exhausted and like, yeah. just helped to have my body like 
relax a little bit. Like that gave me the strength to push. I don't know if that makes sense, but no, it does. I think epidurals, you know, uh, they're just a tool in the toolbox, you know, just like everything else, um, all the interventions of labor, you know, they're a tool and, and for some women who want them, um, you know, they, they can be useful. And, and some people who decide to get them like from the get-go, because, you know, that's just what they want for their birth. Like not everybody desires an unmedicated birth and and that is okay. I think it just comes yeah. with knowing like risks and benefits and fully understanding that and, and then making your decision. Yeah. Yeah. But I was, I was glad for it. And when they gave me whatever they did, the top off, I was like, yeah. thank you because yeah, I just helped. And so then we started pushing again and I mean, it, it was hours. I, I thought when I was going to hit 10 centimeters, it would be like, all right, but it, no, it was hours. <laughs> um, and so anyways, what they, what they did that really helped though, um, toward, we did this at the beginning, but we did it, started doing it at the end was my husband with like, we played tug of war. Yep. I knew you were going to say that before you even. <laughs> it was, that was like the only thing that like was really helping, um, and so when we played tug of war, like for so long, it felt like, and I mean, I'm telling you, it took every bit of strength I had. Like, I, I, I don't know why I didn't understand how hard like pushing was going to be. Like, I guess I thought like, oh, epidural takes away the pain, but like, you still have to work so hard. Absolutely. <laughs> it felt like the hardest workout of my life. Like I was channeling like all the, everything I'd ever done, like physical, like thinking about hiking and CrossFit or whatever. I was like, you can do this, like channel that energy. Cause it was so hard. It took forever. Um, but like every time we play tug of war, I would just like with all my strength, like pull on that like sheet they had. Um, and eventually it worked. You and did it. I did it. Like <laughs> um, which and it was just so crazy. Like the nurse was like, Oh yeah, you're ready. And I was like, No, like no way. I mean, it had been four hours, I think, that I pushed. Okay. Um, and I, I looked at my husband so many times and I was like, I don't think I can do this. <laughs> It was just so, it felt so yeah, long. But, but in the same breath, you're like, I got to prove this, you know, the, rude OB. I got to prove this no, to her. Literally. And I'm, I'm stubborn too. So I was like, I mean, I'm you going for that this. satisfaction. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it was, it was so long. So anyways, when she told us like what we were ready, I was like, oh my gosh, no way. <laughs> um, And so then the whole team came in and the doctor literally said, wow, like you worked really hard. I didn't think you were going to be able to do this. <laughs> oh, I just sometimes wonder like where the common like, sense yeah, I was like, so, okay. <laughs> like, <Thanks>. oof. <laughs> um, so I mean, I th- actually that was funny. I was like, wow, she really did. She actually did not think I was going to do this. Um, but like, why? Like to say that to somebody who is vulnerable and exhausted and just works so hard to get, you're like, wow, I'm shocked. Didn't think you had that in you. <laughs> like, thanks. You know, like like common sense. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, it was really. She was. It was, it was weird. Yeah. Um, but again, like we had a great nurse and that's who we spent most yeah. of it. Honestly, the good thing is that you barely have to see that doctor. Like <laughs> she was such, she was such a, min, you know, minimal part of your entire birth. So she really was. I wish it would have been my doctor that I love, but it is, it is what it is. Yeah. Um. But anyways, so I just, yeah, once they came in, I just pushed, I think like, just like maybe three more times. And um, they, they just, they told me his head was out and I was like, I just couldn't believe it. And anyways, when I finally like gave birth, I can't even, it was like the best feeling of my life. Like, like just the relief. I don't know, like just the pregnancy, like your, your body's so like tight. And then I had just been in pain and pushing all day. And it just felt like immediate relief. (laughs) Such a good feeling. And, um, and I did feel him like come out, which was really awesome. And, you okay? 
but um you know what was that moment like like when they put him up on your chest obviously you said it was like the best feeling ever but you know what kind of happened after that as well yeah so they they put him on my chest and it it honestly was just like the best moment of my whole life I I was just I was just so happy I don't know and he I don't know what I was expecting like you just wonder what they're gonna look like yeah he was just so cute (laughs) he had the cutest little face and he just like grabbed my finger and I mean, I'm going to try not to cry. Thank you. <laughs> it was, it was just the sweetest moment. And my, my husband was crying. We were just both crying. <laughs> I think I just felt really lucky to have that. Like yeah. my birth, it ended up being honestly like perfect. Yeah. And just like the fact that I got to have the natural like labor kind of like, I didn't have to be induced. Like yeah. I got to have that experience and I got to have him on my chest like that nothing was wrong like that is like such a such a blessing yeah and so it was a really sweet moment um I I will say going into like the after (laughs) um after they like I had him on my chest for a while we had our moment and then they the nurse looked at me and was like so you did have a third degree tear and I was like oh god (laughs) that kind of took me out of it a little bit I was like that sucks pretty bad um and I was really, I was really worried about it because I had, again, listened to a lot of podcasts and I was, I was expecting to tear like first or second degree. I was not expecting third degree. So I was like, how bad is this going to be? Because like, I, I just, again, it, to me, it was about the recovery time. Like I, I just knew I was going to have to go back to work sooner than I needed to or wanted to. And I was like, I just want to know how long this is going to, like, how bad is this going to be? And she told me it was like partial third degree. So like, it could be worse could be better but could be worse Mm. um like not gonna be walking the park but not like not like the worst thing like it's gonna be fine ultimately so but that was I was kind of like uh that kind of brought me down yeah (laughs) yeah um so so what was like you know even in those following days and weeks how was your recovery like physically um it was it was hard okay so I'm gonna be honest like the first month postpartum was really hard mm-hmm. <laughs> um which I I was I was happy I loved him like I did feel like I had a connection with him but just I'll just kind of think through like the the range of things so like first I knew I, I wanted to breastfeed yep um like I didn't even think about anything else it but breastfeeding just ended up being like really tough like all around um first I had that dysphoric reflex thing yes. whatever it's called Demer. where every time he would like I, my milk would let down I would just instantly feel like dread Gosh. that was really hard but also like he just had a hard it wasn't that he had a hard time latching but it was like I don't know that I ever really produced enough mm. um and at the beginning he like didn't they kept saying at the hospital like oh you'll know when he's hungry he's just gonna act hungry and we never really had that experience. And so what ended up happening was like the first week when we went to his like newborn appointment, um, for the, first of all, I was in a lot of pain that day from like the tear. Yeah. Um, like so, so much pain, <laughs> but I had put like, um, like a hemorrhoid medicine on. Cause I thought like that would help me, but it ended up just irritating everything. I was like, going to say probably burnt. And I was in so much pain. Oh yeah. Um, and we were on the way to his newborn appointment. And when we got there, they just basically told us like he has lost like a dramatic amount of weight. Mm. Um, so I was like crying. Absolutely like, spiraling. Like, I, I, you're I, in pain. I'm you're hormonal. Him. I'm in pain. I'm hormonal. I feel like I'm failing him. Yep. It, and they told us like we were going to have to supplement with formula. 
and that just made me really upset because I didn't yeah. want to do that. Um, did they talk we, to you about like pumping first and kind of seeing how that I goes? Mean, events, like I, they, they talked about pumping, I think at that appointment, just to like, try and help like my milk actually come in. I, I don't think it had come in yet either was part of the problem. Okay. Um, and so they talked about that. And so I went home and like, we really worked on it and we were supplementing as well. And his weight went back up. So I was like, okay, great. Like, as soon as it's back up, I'm going to stop supplementing because um, I said that we could. But then, like, at his month appointment, it was the same thing. Like, he had lost too much weight. He just was not. I don't know. He just was not in a good place. Like, yeah. he was so skinny. Um, I was not doing well with it, again, because, like, it was really hard for me to to breastfeed um, as far as, like, my emotions go. Yeah, you had the I really don't think I ever produced enough food for him. And then, like, it was a combination of a lot of things. I took on too much work too soon. I was like having, I was responsible for like editing photos and stuff. I didn't need to have a single thing on my plate. I didn't understand yeah. that. Um, so I was just like, this is, this is bad. But um, I think around that point, my mother-in-law came to live with us for a month. That helped a ton. You're like, thank she, God. <laughs> <laughs> she helped me to like, she helped us get some more rest first of all, which yes. was but they, they basically told me at the doctor, like, you're going to have to start like breastfeeding in like every two hours, which I know that's like the, I guess the normal thing, but it was just, it's so overwhelming to me. Cause I was like, this isn't how for me personally, I was like, I'm not bonding with him because every time that I have to do this, I feel horrible. Yeah. Cause you're having that, <laughs> um, you know, that emotional shift. Yeah. And that was really, it was really, really hard on me. Cause I, I only wanted to breastfeed, mm-hmm. um, but it was they ever set you up with a lactation consultant to like, you know, make a feeding plan, walk you through everything. Okay. I did it with a lactation consultant, but I, what state are you in? Remind I'm me. In Mississippi. <laughs> okay. Um, just for everybody out there, really, um, there is a company called the lactation network and that's like their website. I think it's literally just the lactation network and they're in North Carolina. They're kind of really big here. I don't know if they're all across the U S I do think they are, but don't quote me on this. But um, you can look them up, plug in your insurance information. They match with the lactation consultant in your area. That takes your insurance if it's covered. And then they do home visits. So that is like, I mean, uh, every single one of our clients, I would say 99% of them, we get them set up for like a couple of days postpartum visit with the lactation consultant who comes to their house covered by their insurance and sees them, you know, in the weeks following. And it's really, really valuable. Yeah, I think that that probably would have been nice. Um, I don't, I don't know. I just... I think it was just all around, like not, it just wasn't an experience I thought it was going to be. And yeah. I, I know it sounds strange because it's supposed to be a bonding experience with your baby. But I think that like, it got to the point for me where like, every time he was hungry, it was like, yeah. no, I can't do this. I, I can't do this. It's like, like dreading it um, because you knew you were going to have like that emotional yeah. switch when your letdown came. And mm-hmm. that's a really hard thing though. Um, yeah. I, you know, I've heard women talk about it who've experienced that before and they, and I've, I've, I know, you know, I've heard of people who have had to like completely stop breastfeeding because, you know, yeah. mentally and emotionally, like it's just, it was just too much. It, it really, it, I think it was for me. And I, this sounds so, so, I did not expect to feel this, but this felt so real to me. It was like, whenever he was like a newborn, I just felt sad because everyone else would like get to hold them and just like, just like I'll cuddle with him. But it's like when I would hold him, he would cry because mm-hmm. he just wanted to eat but that experience was like hard for me. I don't know if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, no, it does. I just felt like I'm not bonding with you because like all, all I am is like the person who feeds you and that I don't like it. <laughs> right. So that was really, that was really hard for me. 
Um, but like when my mother-in-law came to stay with us, she kind of got me on a schedule for pumping. Okay. And I think that was better because it was like, I'd still get that feeling from pumping because it's just about your milk letting down right. baby. Yes. But it was easier with the breast pumps. Like I can, you know what I mean? Cause it's like, I, I, I mean, feel like maybe then pump. you, yeah. And like, <laughs> and maybe then too, like you weren't associating it with your baby as much yeah, because exactly. it was the breast pump. So it wasn't like a kind of like, gosh, you make me feel this way, even though yeah. he wasn't, but That's you know, it, it's, it's yeah. mental. Yeah. It, I think that helped like with my mental, the mental part of it a little bit, but the yeah. problem is like, I still was just not producing enough at all. Oh, like man. pumping, whatever. Like I, I would drink like the, the drinks or all the things. like all, I did all the things like I oats, flaxseed. Oh, I ate so many oats and all things. Hydration. I just, yeah. It got to the point where I could not keep up like, and really like I, we ended up like supplementing formula, like the whole time for him to gain weight. He just yeah. had, to. he was, he was so small. Um, but then eventually after a while, I got to the point where it was just, I was just making like one bottle a day. Yeah. Finally was like, I just can't, I can't do this. Like, yeah. I don't feel good. Like I it's, I'm not making enough. Like anyways, the whole thing, it was really sad for me, but we yeah. ended up just doing formula and he's still doing formula. And I think that was the right decision for us. Yeah. It was hard for me to cope with in the moment. Yeah. <laughs> and it is, you know, it's always so hard. It, it kind of is a lot like birth, you know, yeah, sometimes yeah. like, plans change and we have to use a tool out of the toolbox that like you didn't want to use, but maybe it is the best thing in that moment for you or your baby. And I think sometimes when it gets to that point of breastfeeding, where like, you know, you're pumping nonstop and you know, you're taking like two hours a day pumping every two hours, 20 minutes. It's like two hours of your entire day attached to this pump that kind of makes you feel like crap. Um, and you know, not producing enough. I think it's okay <laughs> to get to the point to be like, this is what's best from not only my mental health, so I can show up as a mom better, um, mm-hmm. but also like, you know, it's it, it's just, it's okay to make that decision for you and for your baby. Yeah. I think it just, it took me a long time to get to there. Cause I was like, yeah. no, like breastfeeding is the best thing I can do, but I, it just wasn't work. I mean, it just wasn't happening. Like yeah. I just had to kind of let it go. So that was hard. And the first, I mean, just in general, like for all those reasons, your my mental health was so much worse than I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. You don't, you're not sleeping his yeah. weight was that was such so a stressful way I it really like was just consuming everything and I felt like oh, I'm a bad mom like he's not you know like I should be doing better for him so that was that was really like it almost makes me want to cry thinking it all yeah. <laughs> but I around month two he started sleeping longer um I did like the taking care of babies like yep. sleep class and he started sleeping a little bit more and he started smiling and I was like, this is great. Yeah. <laughs> and I like, yeah. So it, it ended, it, I love being a mom and I think it's been great. The first month was just like yeah. such a difficult, like I've season, but yeah. <laughs> it just has gotten better. Everyone says that and it's true. Like it's just gotten better and better. So yeah. Yeah. But you know, I, I thank you for sharing all that. Cause I can see that it's hard for you and, um, it, but it's real, you know, there are so many moms out there who probably feel really similarly, whether it's, you know, the, the milk ejection that's, you know, changes their mood swings and everything, the deemer, or whether it's, you know, just struggling with breastfeeding and all the things that happen postpartum. It's a real thing. I think we all struggle in that first month and there are maybe a lucky few who kind of float through it and have really good support and, and an easy baby and things come naturally. But for the most of us, like the first month, it can be yeah, a train wreck. I didn't even talk about really the physical recovery, but that was hard too. Like yeah. it was hard. Like I couldn't, I, I couldn't like stand up without being in pain for like a solid three weeks. 
Um, so that was, yeah, that was tough. I, I was like <laughs> trying to move, trying to walk, but yeah, it was, it was, it was rough. Yeah. That was, <laughs> you know, you yeah. kind of like are in survival mode, um, but you know, survival mode, <laughs> like you said, it gets better. So in the moment you're like, oh my God, this is never going to lift off of me. I like, I just remember even personally sitting there and being like, this is, I'm never going to sleep again. I'm never going to, you know, uh, live a normal life again. Like you really do have all these like doom and gloom feelings because that first month is hard and it's okay that it's hard, but everything's a season. It's going to end. Your baby will sleep again and they're going to be, you know, quote unquote, you know, things will get easier. Things will get better. A hundred percent. I mean, you'll, yeah, you'll recover too. Like, yep. I mean, I, that, honestly with the tear, I, there's, there are moments where I was like, is this ever going to Yeah. <laughs> Am I ever going to feel normal again? And it, you do, but yeah. 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 If you're in the minutes. trenches right now, just know <laughs> that there is an end. We promise you that Yeah, there absolutely is an end. Um, And then now, you know, you are 11 months postpartum. So how are things now? I think now, like I'm, I'm really loving it. Yeah. I, I think like I said, the beginning was really hard and it got better around two, three months, but I still was in a difficult season then because again, I didn't plan to have a baby in March. That was like yeah. the worst time I could have had a baby for <laughs> my work. <laughs> and once it may hit, it was like wedding season. I had like multiple weekends in a row. I had to be gone, tons of work to do. And I remember in that moment being like, I want to quit. Like, yeah. I don't do this job anymore like I'd rather just do a normal job that gives me a maternity leave and you know like I just it was really a lot I was burnt out yeah but as time has passed like now I just feel really thankful that this is my job like I had another really busy wedding season in the fall and it was totally different yes because older he was sleeping yeah. we had better systems and I didn't feel that same burnout I just felt like I mean, it was a lot, I mean, working and being a mom is a lot working from home. Yeah. And that but first year, so like with hard. working is just, it's just hard. Like, I yeah. don't care what your job is, you know, it just is yeah. hard. I, I mean, I'm sure it would be hard in a million different ways if I was going back to um, like my teaching job or yeah. whatever. But yeah, I, I think like in the end, like now I have been so thankful to mostly work from home because it's been such a blessing. And now that we have like routines and he's older, it's like, this is, this is great. Um, it was a hard thing to at first to navigate, but it's been so sweet. And I'm, I love, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he's yeah. a sweet baby. He's, he's being kind of crazy on this. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's doing it. very well. He's nobody can see him, but he's like playing with this little pen. He's like fascinated by it. <laughs> like eating a pen. I, <laughs> yeah, it's probably not good, but <laughs> you know, that, that first baby just does teach you so much though. Like I really, I've talked about this like in snippets before on the podcast, but like my postpartum experience was night and day different between my first and second. And yeah. uh, for many reasons, but one of the big ones was just like, I knew what to expect, but I knew that I needed like the time to adjust. Like I took four yeah. months of maternity leave. I didn't really do anything except for like management stuff with what the bump I had podcasts pre-recorded to launch. Like I seriously sat on my butt in my bed with a to-do list of nothing every single day for like three to four months. And it made and all the difference. Next time I'm like what I, what I did, I don't know if I really fully explained, but what I did with the weddings I had was I had a associate photographer do like one and a half for me, basically. Okay. But I still had to do all the editing home. Gotcha. And I thought oh, it was just editing. It's just on my yeah. computer. No, no. Still, yeah. Still work. Yeah. And you don't have any time to work. <laughs> I just didn't know. And so like next time I'm like, 
honestly, if I have a wedding scheduled next time, I'm just going to give it to another person completely. And I'll yeah. just take the loss. <laughs> yeah. Make as much money, but I, I think it would be worth it. Yeah. To give yourself like three months postpartum. Time. Yeah. Well, and your clients, like <laughs> your clients, your clients will understand a hundred percent. Yeah. I think that I, I think that it probably would have been better for everyone if I just been like, Hey, here's a totally separate person who's going to do everything yeah. for you. And yeah. I'm just going to sit. Hey, that this is what, yeah, it is what it is. And, and, you know, this what, you, you learn, you know, and, um, those first babies, they, they really do. They teach you so, so, so much. And it's such a beautiful thing, even in the hard moments. Like it, it is like a, I had a friend recently, be, um, what did she say? She said like being a mom, especially when it's your first, what was the word she used? She, it was like, kind of like, she basically said like they like purify us in a way like they just draw out of us like the most real raw it's it's just a real raw like humbling experience it really is yeah, but it's beautiful it in the end and it really does like I don't know like kind of like purify like your heart and your soul and like it makes you get down to like what matters and what are my priorities and like yeah. it, it really does I would definitely I mean I I don't know I I should just stop talking but it no <laughs> been like the best thing in the world and I think I was really scared because yeah, everyone says like you change so much when you have a baby and I was yeah. like I don't want to change like I'm happy but I don't think I need like every change has been so much better like even yeah. even like with work like I feel like I work different now and I have more purpose in everything I do because it's not just about me so yeah. I don't know like, every aspect of my life I'm like I feel like I'm growing in a good way like he's just making everything better so yes <laughs> yes I, I really could not agree more well Shelby thank you so much for coming on the podcast for sharing all about you know your pregnancy your birth and postpartum he's very cute <laughs> so, I think so <laughs> well thank you so much I really enjoyed having you and hearing your story thank you Thank you for listening to another episode of What The Bump. Make sure to follow us over on Instagram at WhatTheBumpCLT. Check out our website, WhatTheBumpCLT.com. Make sure to leave a review on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, or whatever platform you are listening on. And tune in every Monday at 9 a.m. for a new episode. Remember that this podcast is for educational purposes only. I will see you next week in the next episode.